0: The following podcast is a production of Ocean Media Enterprises. Welcome to The Squeeze, conversations with the Change Makers who are shaping our future. I'm Marco Garan, your host.
1: And I'm Lucia Baez-Geller.
0: You know, Lucia, it is such an honor to have our next guest here. She is an incredible public servant and is doing amazing things for us here in Florida. U.S. Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy proudly represents Florida's 7th Congressional District in the U.S. House of Representatives. The district includes all of Seminole County and much of northern Orange County, including downtown Orlando, Maitland, Winter Park, and the University of Central Florida. In addition, Congresswoman Murphy also serves as a co-chair of the Blue Dog Coalition, a group of Democrats focused on fiscal responsibility a strong national defense and principled and pragmatic approach to legislation murphy is the first woman of color ever to lead the blue dog coalition yes applause to that love that before her election to congress the congresswoman was a businesswoman and college instructor education Education.
1: Education. Representative Stephanie Murphy of Armed Services Committee.
0: And Speaker Nancy Pelosi has appointed Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy to sit on the committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Representative Murphy is also a member of the House Armed Services Committee and a former national security specialist at the Department of Defense. And she's here with us today. Amiga. Please welcome to the squeeze Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy. Woo!
2: Welcome, so, great be, so great to be with you both.
0: Thank you. Thank, thank you for, for joining there. us. I know you're very busy and have a very yeah. tight schedule, so thank you for taking the time. Uh, when you were growing up and coming into your own, uh, did you ever think that this was the work that you were going to do, that public service was your calling? I think I always wanted to do public
2: service, but I never imagined I'd do it as an elected official. You know, my family escaped communist Vietnam when I was just a baby, and um, the U.S. Navy rescued us. A Lutheran church sponsored my family, relocated us to the United States, and we had this incredible opportunity to start our lives anew, and I had a shot at the American dream, I first woman in my family to go to college, you know, got to work in uh, the private sector. But I knew that I wanted to give back to this country. And I think I made that decision the first time after 9-11 when I went to work for the Department yeah. of Defense.
0: Oh, wonderful. Um, but I believe in public service.
1: Yes, amazing. You
0: mentioned uh, coming from a communist country. So when we hear the rhetoric um when it comes to the rhetoric to Democrats and they attack us with socialism and communism. What is your response to that, uh, where you're coming from a nation that actually did have, in fact, communism?
2: Yeah. You know, I I think that um, when Republicans say that, it's a cynical uh, political attack that doesn't actually bear out what people were escaping from. My family, like so many other families, whether we're talking about Venezuelans or Cubans or otherwise, they fled an authoritarian government that abused power and did not care about their constituents. Nobody ever fled the overprovision provision of government services. Mm. People fled authoritarians, and if you look at the Republican Party these days, they're adopting a lot of those very same tactics that these authoritarian nations did to suppress the will of their citizens, uh, neglect their human rights, and um, infringe upon their uh, privacy by uh, pers- using uh, abusing power to persecute these people. That's what people fled from.
1: Mm. Yeah, that abuse of power. Well, we know there's a lot back and forth, so much rhetoric going on. What is it like being in our nation's capital when it is so divided, like you're saying?
2: Well, it's always an honor to to serve um, my community and our nation's capital when I'm up here. What I really try to do is to um, approach my job with the same level of civility um, and respect for my colleagues that I would exhibit, whether it's in the boardroom or at the Department of Defense or anywhere else. I think at the end of the day, we're all fellow Americans, and we can get more done when we try to do so in a collaborative way. We can have our policy differences, and I believe we should debate them passionately. But in order to deliver for the American people, we should find uh, common ground and move forward in that way. It's been a disappointing year, as you can imagine, for somebody who believes in uh, civility and our democracy.
1: Yes, absolutely. And how have things changed since you started in 2016 and up to now? How have you seen things evolving, moving? Tell us more.
2: Well, I've had a chance to serve in a whole bunch of different configurations of U.S. government. Uh, When I came in as a first-time elected official in, in, uh, in January of 2017, we had a Republican president, a Republican House, and a Republican Senate. And I still managed to find a way to get things done, so much so that I was named one of the most effective members of my freshman class, as well as one of the most bipartisan.
1: Amazing. You
2: know, those two things (laughs) go hand in hand. Um, And then my next term, it was a Republican president, Trump still in the White House, a Democratic House, and a Republican Senate. And that's when I saw things that we would pass out of the House um, that mattered to my working families and to Americans, I think, across this country, kind of go to just sit in Mitch McConnell's graveyard of legislative um, bills, where he wouldn't take any of it up. Right. Um, and now I get to serve in a U.S. government where we have a Democrat in the White House, um, narrowly held Democratic <laughs> majorities in the House. Yes. And yeah. 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 And. I, and I'm looking forward to being able to get some things done, um, and right. to see the Senate take up bills that they wouldn't in, in the past two Congresses.
0: Amazing. So, so your election was historic in nature. What is your advice to young people who want to get involved and you know follow in your footsteps? I'd say just do it because <laughs> what I think what I think is so. Um,
2: worrisome about the future of our democracy is um, a disengaged electorate. And we see a lot of young people sort of disillusioned. um, And who wouldn't be? You see all this bickering and, you know, neither party represents me, maybe they think to themselves. And so I'm not going to vote because it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. I would reassure them that it absolutely does matter. The future of our country um, is in the hands that are at the helm of state and it's critically important that young people engage whether that's just calling their electeds and telling them what they think and how they could do better or it's actually running for public office themselves they have to stay engaged in our democracy
0: and uh recently you were with president uh, joe biden and he designated pulse nightclub as a national memorial site Uh, you were in attendance as well as other activists and and representatives uh, where are we now with gun reform, and in, in this country, in particular here in Florida? I know that's been—you've uh, been a champion for gun reform.
2: You know, we're not far enough um, on gun reform, uh, gun safety uh, measures. I'm proud to say that I uh, helped lead the effort to lift the 22-year ban on gun violence research, so that we can have the facts about one of the largest public health crises that our nation faces. But there's more that we can do and more that is broadly supported by the American people. Um, and yet we don't see Republicans in Congress being willing to, to act. And I'll take, for example, in Florida, I believe that the universal background checks um, polls at 85, 86 mm-hmm. percent among Democrats and Republicans and independents alike, and yet We can't get uh, Republicans to move on a very basic measure that would make um, our guns, gun laws uh, easier to enforce and ensure more communities are safe.
1: Wonderful. And thank you for all your work. Honestly, it's really inspiring to hear you. And in addition to gun reform, what do you see as the biggest issues right now in Florida that we need to tackle?
2: The environment um, is absolutely at the top of that list. We are ground zero for uh, climate change. And so we need to make significant investments um, in uh, climate resiliency. We need to make um, progress in slowing climate change. Um, And whether we're talking about sunny day flooding or harmful algae blooms or hurricanes that are too strong to even categorize, we are seeing the devastation that climate change has on our state and on our way of life as well as on our economy and so that's a an issue that we absolutely have to begin addressing aggressively
1: absolutely and I have to ask from one teacher to another (laughs) what did you like most about teaching when you were at Rollins
2: I loved engaging with my students and um, fielding questions that made me think about things in in different ways. I taught finance and I taught social entrepreneurship. And um, social entrepreneurship is an evolving field. And it's really cool to see that um, not all the answers come from the textbooks, that that students have uh, incredibly innovative and creative minds that's going to be able to make um, the world do good and do well.
1: Yeah. And coming from that K-12 space, we always used to say, we're preparing kids for jobs that don't exist yet. So I love seeing that you taught social entrepreneurship. That's really awesome. And just because I'm so selfish, what do you think we could do to strengthen our education system while I have you here?
2: I think we need to invest in our public schools. I am a product of public schools and education is an equalizer. It is the single most important factor to the fact that I was able to build a better life than the one that my parents had. And it was these incredible, um, dedicated teachers um, that invested in me that enabled me to do that. And so we can start by paying our teachers more. We can start by ensuring that our schools are safe environments for our students to be able to focus on their studies. And we should be able to ensure that um, we have quality uh, access to education for every Florida uh, child, no matter what zip code that they're born in. Yes, thank you for
0: that. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up. I know you're you're tight on your schedule. Uh, Just a fun little segment that Lucia does here. And we're going to keep it light, uh, Congresswoman.
1: And your segment is called Red, White, and, and blue. You. Oh, you. Okay. <laughs> red, you. White, <laughs> and You. We want to know more about you.
0: Okay. On my... Here we go.
1: Okay. So Red, White, <laughs> and You. Tell us, uh, Congresswoman, what political figure has inspired you the most?
2: Madeline Albright. Um, she was a refugee and went on to become a uh, Secretary of State, and I just really embodied the American dream, and now she's using her voice and her experience to warn about fascism, and the march of autocracy across this uh, world, and and a bit here in this country.
1: Okay, thank you, and I don't know if you've heard that song uh, from God Bless America, from the mountains, to the prairies, to the oceans, so... From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans, what part of the USA is your favorite to visit?
2: Florida. Absolutely. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Okay. Good answer, right. answer. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you I
2: love Florida. I love Florida. Um, I actually spend a lot of time on the water with my kids when we have a free moment uh, fishing. So I'm an oh. avid. Angler. Oh, wonderful.
1: Nice. <laughs> oh, okay. You make yes. use of our great resources. Yes. I'm a scuba diver. Not that anybody oh. asks, but I love the ocean too. So, <laughs> okay, and then last one—it's just like a word association. So, lightning round—just the first thing that comes to mind. Just to know more about you. So, what is something red that comes to mind? You think of red. What do you red? think of? Oh,
2: <laughs> well, Asi- in Asian culture, red is the l- uh, the color of um, luck or prosperity. So that's oh. what I. Think
1: beautiful thank you and then obviously now something white (laughs) comes to mind
2: white the white sand beaches over on the west coast um good answer (laughs) we feel like talcum powder
1: Uh, i wish people would they that's a good commercial for florida they do feel like talcum powder powder that's really great and then something blue don't say the ocean (laughs) something blue (laughs) what comes to mind
2: something blue <laughs> well maybe i'll duck here and show you a painting oh. that i uh i painted in this blue oh, wow. wall i also painted
0: oh, I'm I'm a a you
2: paint i'm an amateur artist um oh, and one wow. of my favorite colors to use is blue wow Thank- oh gosh that's pers-
1: that's perfect so we learn something new about you thank Thank you you so much congresswoman well congresswoman
0: thank you for taking the time i know you're extremely busy and indulging us here on the squeeze uh it's such an honor to have you here and uh, thank you for the work that you continue to do in washington and here for us in the state of florida we appreciate you and and we thank you for for uh, getting in the fight there and, and representing all of us, yeah. uh, including, I know you represent Orlando, but just all of us here in Florida, even in South Florida. I
1: know. And thank you for taking the time to get to know so many people across the, the great state of Florida. And it's awesome. I'm very inspired by you.
2: Marco, Lucia, it's great to be with you.
0: So thanks so much for having thank me on. You. Thank this you so spot. much.
2: And I'm Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy, and you're watching The Squeeze.
0: Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to check out our next episode on The Squeeze.